Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast or visit our website, quack12podcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quack and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. Quack. Twelve in Oh I am your host, Adam Chameo. And I am your co-host, Aaron Schroeder. That is right. This is the Quack Twelve Podcast, the most official unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Oh, and today, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, listeners, you are watching us because we are back on the video. You can see us on YouTube. You can see uh, or you can hear us on your podcast app, but uh, you can do whatever you want. You could watch us on your phone while you're driving 70 miles an hour into the Pac-12 headquarters because that honestly won't do any more damage than George Klyavkov and Larry Scott have done to this fucking Dang. conference. Dude, <laughs> you just decided you went from promo to straight shit talk. In <laughs> yeah. The time to transfer was so short. Time to try. Hey, the uh, the transfer Perfect. portal season, you know, it's getting longer yeah. and longer. But my transitions are getting shorter and shorter. Oh, Aaron, uh, the you know, first of all, we've said this before, but we're not changing the name of the podcast. No matter how many of these freaking losers leave this conference, right. we're not for the remainder of time. You mm-hmm. can believe it is going to be quack12.com and patreon.com slash quack12podcast. That is right. Because if you want to help support this wonderful podcast, go over to quack12podcast.com. That will lead you to our Patreon, our Patreon where you can leave five measly dollars a month for the for the price of a cup of coffee. Honestly, if you're getting a fancy cup of coffee, Less you than a more. cup of coffee. If you're tipping, yeah. if you're not an asshole, too, if you're leaving at least a right. block or something like that, holy shit. So for, for the price of the, uh, we should have like, in the arms of the angel. The to be fair, mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of Starbucks drinkers out there in the world. Yes. And mm-hmm. I know that Starbucks does not allow their people to take tips, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, but I also know that most Starbucks drinkers have a very specialized drink, and it is for sure more than $5. That is true. Uh, Starbucks, you know, I'm a black coffee drinker, um, but when I'm there, mm-hmm. I'm getting like a mocha or something because I think their black coffee tastes like shit. It's the worst. It's the worst black Isn't coffee it? ever, and this is coming from a man who has designed the perfect recipe of shitty coffee, which is three scoops of Folgers to 12 Mm -hmm. cups of coffee. Mm. It is bad coffee that I make, and it's way better than what is happening over in that burnt town. Yeah, it's so burnt. Am I right? It's so burnt. 
Like shit, you have to hide. I mean, you have to hide it in all of their assorted flavors. Mm -hmm. But again, this is not about Starbucks. This is about the Quack 12 podcast. And Folgers. And this is about the Pac 12 network (laughs) falling apart. I guess not even the network. I mean, the network of teams completely. I mean, that's also falling apart. I think every single damn thing (laughs) is falling apart. The Pac-12 yeah. is the jalopy from the Beverly Hillbillies, and George Kleavkoff is grandma yeah. sitting on top on the rocking chair. If you want a barometer for mm. how good things are going on just across the nation in general, look no further than the Pac-12, because it'll show you <laughs> The Pac-12 clear is concise. America. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh um, boy! Back to our sir, our promo, because because the the Pac-12 is dying, but the Quack-12 is thriving. Um, if you were, if you were to join our Patreon, which is such a good deal, you get hours, hours, and hours, tens hours. of hours, dozens of hours, hundreds of hours yeah. of. Oregon Duck-themed entertainment, including our Quack and Time series, in which we review, attempt to review, every single goddamn Oregon football season with a time machine. That's right. We're time travelers. Yep. We'll get into that some other time. If you don't have much money, like, oh, I don't know, the Pac-12 conference, you could also just go to Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a comment. It's easy. We're almost yep. at 69 comments, too. And... We may just hang it up when we get there. So, And as the good prophet Voss says, mm-hmm. first person to 69 wins. So that's right. Get us there, baby. The wonderful James Voss of Ditch Rich, uh, past guest and, and future guest. We're going to get him guest. on soon. Yep. Absolutely. First to 69 wins, always. Aaron, I am a Yo. bit depressed because I do, you know, it used to be the Pac-12 you almost liked that it was lagging behind because sure. it was like, well, you know, we're not the SEC or the Big Ten. We may not even be the Big 12 or ACC, but we're West Coast college football, God damn it! And, when we and we good, still are. Yeah. We, were, we felt like the underdogs. There was still, there's still so much history involved. And <sighs> it's. Well, again. Yeah. I mean, look no further. I mean, to see the way the nation is working, look no further than the Pac-12. Adam, what you are describing is merely a fact that for the last, geez, 30 years, up until Mm -hmm. like 2015, 2016, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 years before that was anti-corporate, DIY, you know, mentality of the people, community over business, blah, blah, blah. But that's no longer the case. Corporate life wins. Mm -hmm. It will consume us all. It will kill us all. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) That's true. Well, let me ask you this, uh, because I usually think, especially like bad, you know, the CEO of the conference, if you will. Oh, the baddest bad boy. The baddest. Well, Larry. Yeah, Larry Scott is truly the baddest bad boy. Someone in Mr. Leather Jacket. The quarter corner yeah um i think they truly are so often to blame maybe ai could have helped us in the situation you know i know there's a writer's strike there's a, a mm-hmm. actor's strike uh, in how would you utilize ai how would you <laughs> just, do it 
just have AI make the contract deal. You know what I mean? Because like George oh. K couldn't pull it off. I, I yeah. do actually like look. I, yeah, if yeah. you need a nonpartisan arbitrator, look mm-hmm. no further than a computer. It will look at all the statistics, yeah. all of them. It'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, this is who's watching. This is who isn't watching. This is why they are not watching. This is you know blah 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 blah. Yeah, and it'll come up with a number. It'll be like beep 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 beep. Stanford, could, get on it. With ChatGPT now being able to go online, you could mm-hmm. very simply probably enter that prompt right now. Anybody listening out there, go <laughs> do that for us. Tweet it back at us. I'm sorry, exit at us. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that us. one time. We, we, need, we need to have a ChatGPT app where we see if it could have ran the Pac-12 better than our last couple of commissioners. Here's what we're going to do. While we use this episode to catch me up, mm-hmm. maybe the next episode is I will run all of my thoughts through ChatGPT to see what it will come up with for probabilities of wins, losses, etc. for the season. And we can cover that next week. Sounds like an That'll... episode of the Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, baby. Aaron, uh, let's take a little break because uh, I, you know, full disclosure, we're recording this at eight twenty-four in the morning, August first, twenty twenty-three. Waiting for that news to drop. Waiting for the news. There's a lot of talk. A lot of people uh, talking about early in the morning. Early in the morning, uh, George K is showing his numbers. You know, he's doing his thing, and um, we'll see what happens then. And it's unlikely there's going to be like people leaving announcements like right after the meeting. I would, I think that right. would be funny. But um, Arizona is definitely flirting with it. Utah has definitely been courted. Oregon and Washington have had rumors of going to the Big Ten, going to the Big Twelve. We'll see what the hell happens there. We're waiting. Um, no new news as of now, but let's get into some some pro ducks because there has been some very fun pro duck news. Starting with, uh, which one do you feel more like talking about? A little basketball, a little football? Uh, well, I feel like you really make are going to want to speak about Justin Herbert, and so I'm just going to go ahead and make you talk about that first. Okay. Pull it out. Well, get it out of the way. There's not too much to say. Besides, um, the, I mean, this the, besides the headline that people are talking about here, Justin Herbert and the and the Chargers, they agree to a five year, two hundred and sixty two point five million dollar extension, which makes him the uh, this somehow amazingly makes him the highest paid. NFL player in history. And I feel like I saw that mug in a Subway commercial recently. I'm sure. I'm sure. He's getting better at acting, which is the true sign of becoming a tr- uh, an NFL star. Yeah. He's not great, but now he can, like, deliver a joke, not look horrified. Like, he's very comfortable in front of the camera now because he's famous. I... Just hope for his future wife's sake. Okay. They do not put him 
in a Naked Gun reboot. Why not? That sounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a poll that was. What a poll that was. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, thank I you. Think, I think it's all loved... I bring to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think people loved OJ at the time more than they loved Justin Herbert, though. Because let's let's get oh, this straight. Sure. OJ was fucking hysterical in the Naked Gun movies, and yeah, but also OJ had a stellar college career as well. Whereas Justin Herbert had a what the hell happened? Well, let's not talk about win. it. He got us a Rose Bowl win, but yeah, he was he was <sighs> OJ. Um, yep. So that's cool. I really like that. I mean, especially yeah. when, like, I was the idiot that was saying he wasn't going to do very well in the NFL. Gets picked in the, you know, f- top five picks. Um, mm-hmm. I forget where he was exactly. Uh, they didn't think he was going to start. A crazy quack doctor takes care of the person who was ahead of him. And so suddenly he's starting his rookie year and no looking back. Like, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. From Eugene, I'm, Oregon. Yeah. Future <laughs> returner, car used car salesman, Justin Herbert. <laughs> well, at this point, like he will own like a uh, a whole thing, like a whole fleet of cars. He's gonna. Blocks. He's gonna be like, I'm bringing Tesla to Eugene. We're gonna have a factory on the outside of town we're gonna build a whole bunch of condos right next to the school nice no he's just gonna chill dude he would be driving a volkswagen bus man that he, yeah amen he fixed Hanging up out himself the fair. brother Absolutely. signing footballs at the country fair i love it oh I w- oh my god that'd uh, be like my dream if we can also let's just quickly dash through this whole bubble noise oh yeah there's not much uh, there's not much at all besides Bull Bull is now going to be a son, the Phoenix Suns, yep. which I'm starting to like more and more, honestly. I, I want another. As a team? Yeah, I, I want another team besides, you know, the Warriors, the Lakers. Sure. I know they've mixed it up like Denver just won, but I, I like the not obvious choices. The for, Spurs. Yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah, Spurs are dynasty, but, uh, it's been a little while. The Suns would be fun. I don't think they've ever won it. Um, and they have some familiar faces, obviously, like DeAndre Ayton used to play on, uh, Arizona. Um, I mean, Kevin Durant, of course. Devin Booker's fun to watch. But Bobol, who's 23, um, he actually set career highs in every category in his fourth NBA season. Has a who for uh, yeah, is now he played in 70 games, starting 33. Uh, hmm. this is while he was at Orlando, averaged 9.1 points, 5.8 rebounds, 1.2 blocks. Basically, the stuff that we were hoping we were gonna get in Eugene, but then yeah, he got but then hurt we just, and he's like, uh huh, wrapping it up, <laughs> which, yeah, we. We all know that mm. he probably was not hurt. He was hurt. He probably could have oh. played, decided not to play anymore. He was hurt. That's He's not like, the conspiracy. I have ankle. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to go sit down, coach, for the rest of the season. I played how for do, three minutes. How do people like you more than me on this podcast? Because I say the outlandish <laughs> shit that everyone thinks. Uh, and I am the voice box of the deranged. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it's it. a problem. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so I mean, power to him. Uh, it's it's that kind yeah. of thing where it's like I don't think anyone really thinks of him too much as a duck. It's like once a duck, always a duck. Right. Also, he played like you know like five games and yeah. it's kind of the, yeah. But but I hey, good to him. He was a duck. He seems I mean, like a nice guy. He's very it's, tall. It's just hard to get on board nepotism, regardless of the uh, <laughs> you know sta- the talent and stature of the player or uh, whatever field. Anyway, well, let's get to a real OG then. <laughs> yeah, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about everybody's favorite superstar, Sabrina Ionescu, baby. Wop, wop. Which, by the way, I was thinking they need to get her on a New York, or sorry, the Liberty Insurance. You know, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Yep. They they should yep. have her on a commercial because she plays for the New York Liberty. Yep. Just saying, it makes sense. You are not wrong at all. That would be so easy to set up, and everyone would be for it. That's yeah. the greatest idea ever. Thank you, uh, Sabrina Ionescu. Well, we know we've actually talked about this on this podcast, even, but uh, worth bringing up. She scored 37 points, which was the new record for both the men or the women um, in the three point shooting competition. It was so two, cool watching that. It was, it's truly. Yeah, pretty amazing to watch. What, she missed the first one and then maybe the second to last one or something and something then just like drained that. everything in between? Just boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And uh, her and Steph Curry had a couple, a little back and forth where, like, you know, because, like, he's also obviously an amazing three-point shooter. Um, mm-hmm. he, had, he had a record of uh, 31, I believe, out of 40 or something like that. And um, they, I believe, challenged each other. Or she challenged Good. him to shoot off, and he accepted. I don't. Nothing else has come of that, but I would love to see it. Now, oh, I believe happening. the women's ball is like smaller, and I think like the distance is not as far, or something like that. What? So I wonder. Yeah, for women's basketball, I don't get it either. But I wonder if they were to do that competition. Obviously, like I would imagine, you're shooting with the men's ball. Because it's a little bit, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Sabrina's going to win regardless. She's just going to not miss when it really comes down to crunch time. Yeah. Against that. Well, you, just do another, you just do another three-point shoot-off with more restricted rules and point systems on balls and time limits that are insane. And, you know, they each have their own side of the court. Yeah. Hey, same time. Going awesome. at the, So they're going at the same time. That would be amazing. I would. And uh, just do it for charity. Bing, bing, bing. And just to segue into just some more of her amazing feats, I've mm-hmm. figured out what the Liberty commercial is. What's that? It's a fake hamburger chain restaurant where she is the spokesperson for the hamburgers introducing the double, triple, double. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Or a triple, triple, double? Oh, yeah. What would yeah, the triple, a triple, double, triple, double. What if it I mean, this is America, so that's probably, we're talking like patty, then a chicken patty, patty, filet fish patty. Right. That sounds it's, about right. Yeah. It's a triple, she triple, would never double. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to make a triple, double, which is basically... A uh, beef patty, chicken patty, beef patty. You got to mm. make three of those and then stack those on top of each other. And that's the mm. triple, triple, double. Yum, yum, yum. 
Sounds good to me. Um, so, yeah, speaking of triple-doubles, I mean, she's already the triple-double queen, as we all mm-hmm. know in college basketball, just completely destroyed, I want to say 26, if, if, if my memory serves me correctly, but just completely <laughs> fucking just erased men's and women's triple-double records for college. Now she's already chasing it in her whatever season, um, already chasing the record for triple-doubles in WNBA, which is a little yep. bit surprisingly low, but, I mean, she's going to blow it out of the water, so it doesn't really mind. Uh, it doesn't did really you matter. Say, did you say 26 triple-doubles in college? In college, I think her career, she got like 26. Maybe she got 31. No, 26 is correct. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, but we'll say this, I mean, this is a while ago. We're catching you up. On July 7th, against the Las Vegas Aces in a 116-107 victory, UNESCO scored 31 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists, which mm. tied her with Candace Parker, the amazing Candace Parker, uh, who plays on the Chicago Sky with our wonderful Ruthie Hebert, um, for most in a WNBA career. It tied her anyways. Uh, UNESCO is the first WNBA player to score at least 30 points in a triple-double game. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and also, I believe it's something like four regular season ones. I think she needs one more to get the all time record. But I, and then I think if you if you count like playoffs too, I think six triple doubles is all time. So we're not that freaking far off. Shouldn't yeah. take long as long as she stays healthy. Knock on wood. But. Uh, Short so and New York Liberty are playing really well this season. Satu Sabli also got a triple double pretty recently, and she because like Sabrina is needing to find her a new role than what she had in college because she's playing with Brianna Stewart, who is the absolute just amazing offensive force on that team. So she's oh. playing a little more second fiddle, which is a good spot to be for Sabrina though, dishing right. it out distributing hitting the three because you're open because she's drawing them well, in yeah right exactly it's this like uh it's when you have a battleship hanging out behind your jet fighters or whatever she's the battle it's like we have to pay attention to the jet fighters but if we stop paying attention to that battleship it'll blow us up <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean fair enough yeah uh yeah she's a battleship her. She's absolutely great. Um, couldn't ask for a better duck. Sabrina and Askew, we love you so much. I know. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I guess I'll refresh this Our College Football page I'm on just to see if there's any new Pac-12 news. But, uh, nope. All right. Anyways, um, recruiting-wise here, mainly football I want to get into. And there's not even that much in-depth shit I want to say. I just want you to know. Dan Lanning is still a cruiting machine. We are still cruiting um, as well, or if not better, than the Cristobal era, which is amazing. I mean, yeah, it's it's just freaking cool that there hasn't been a step down, and it also goes to show you how lazy Chip Kelly was and how dumb Scott Frost was <laughs> for not being able to recruit to Eugene when we had a bunch of success. Now, uh, right now, I would say the star of the show especially because for me, like, and, you know, for anyone really paying attention to football, especially Hithel Day, offensive line, defensive line, linemen in general, 
this is what's really going to make your team. This is what's going to take them to the next level. This is what's going to mm-hmm. make for more regular domination on the gridiron. That's right. Is lineman. Beefy, beefy lineman. A tri- the triple-double burger <laughs> There's definitely a triple double yeah. burger. There's definitely well, got to be one. You have to have one because that's just yeah, exactly. That's just going to be what tires the other side out the no, most. No, I'm going to literally look up triple double burger and see what pops up. Because because if not, then we need to just start a fucking restaurant called Triple Double Burger. Um, see, there's, there's smash, I'm seeing a smash burger, in and out slap smash burger. I was about to say, it's probably something you can easily say triple double at in and out and they'll give it to you. Interesting. Because I'm looking at a picture of it. You're looking at it It's right there. Well, smash burger has a triple double burger and in and out is suing them because they're like, we have a triple, triple and a double, double. And even in in triple double, you're just stealing our shit. Seems like kind of a Trumpian lawsuit of like, it. We're not planning on winning this lawsuit. We're just gonna sue you, so you have to deal with it. You know. Uh, we're gonna make. Yeah, we're giving ourselves press out of this. Yeah. Uh, it also reeks of uh double take backsies. No, uh, <laughs> you know, callbacks or whatever you're supposed to say yeah. as a kid. No bullshit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get Double it. stamp, triple dot, no take backsies. Dude, you can't do that. You can't no takes backsies a triple stamp. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, I'm cursing so much. Sorry, Nana, if you're watching this episode. Um, Jacon McCroy. I think that's how you say his name. Jacon. This is this mm-hmm. is a tough one. You tell me this. You know, okay. we're always trying to be as respectful as possible with these names. Trying to actually learn them, not just be like, we'll just call them this. We're trying to learn them all. This one, uh, my man is from Pinson, Alabama. J-A-C, and then, this is in the same first name, a capital Q-A-W-N. Jack Quan. Is what I would think. Jaquan. Jaquan. It's probably, yeah, it's weird. Jaquan. That's what I would say, Jaquan. Jaquan, yeah. Jaquan McRoy. Jaquan McRoy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he is a four-star, hell yeah, offensive tackle. Six foot eight, 365 goddamn pounds. He has one pound for every day of the year. Uh, yeah. Assuming it's not a leap year. How tall did um, you say he was? Six foot eight, goddamn it. <laughs> yeah. So even is... on that frame, he's... Mm-hmm. I mean, he probably looks like an bull mastiff. <laughs> oh, oh, this dude's a badass, man. And uh, as a natural recruiting analyst, uh, you know, this is really what I go off of. I don't, I, I don't like crew diving all that much, but I do, I'll, I'll talk about it when we got a good class. Um, uh, Cooper Patagna writes, estimated at six foot eight and 365 pounds, possesses of a massive frame with limited to no growth potential to add weight to his frame, flashes good athleticism to the right and left tackle position. Like, this dude's good to go, right? Goddamn. You couldn't put another right. pound on this dude. Um, I'm checking him out, and him. he looks like a machine. I mean, he is so well-proportioned. Yeah. Definitely it's one just of those a guys. big man. Have you ever seen a guy where it's like when you see them in real life, you just 
you, you just think to yourself, like, if this was ancient times, yes, and we met on the battlefield, it He'd would kill just me. Be so humiliating the way you would kill me. Like, even yeah. if I got a first strike with like a giant spear, like, I'm not taking you down with that thing. Like, you're about to pull the orc move of pulling that thing in deeper and then ripping my head off. Like, and that, uh, imagine going again. Like, this is another underrated thing here. How scary would it be to be like, I don't know, your edge rusher or someone going against this guy and just regularly lining up against this motherfucker, McRoy, mm. and just mm -hmm. over and over just getting your ass beat by him? Like, that's what I was just thinking. Oh. Like, this guy is going to just, he's going to make two people like yeah. just hate the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. Just being stuck in the fourth quarter against this guy is like, God almighty. It's just like. That's uh, great. I, oh, man, I love it. Um, Aaron Flowers is another four-star four star safety from Forney, Texas. Am I saying that one right? Oh, yeah, Forney. You ever been to Forney? Of course. You guys are so funny. You've been to every every little Texas town in the world. What are your thoughts on Forney? Uh, yeah, no need. Okay. <laughs> okay. Pass. Uh, boring. <laughs> um, we got Ify Obadegu, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, baby. He's a cornerback. I mean, I, I, we're, we're, we need more talent injected into our secondary. I'm hoping we're doing better this season, but. Some people will be leaving. Uh, it, these are prime positions of need. Exadavian Sims, uh, D line, six foot three, two seventy five. Another four star. I mean, I, I'm excited about all these. Uh, he's from Durant, Oklahoma. He's an Okie. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, Jordan Anderson from Newport Beach, California, four star wide receiver. And then uh, a couple of linebackers I'm pretty excited about uh, in Kamar Mathodi. Los Alamitos, California. Little Alamo. What do you think of that? I never heard of that. You've never heard of the Little Alamo? Los Alamitos, California? Never been there. Oh, yeah. No, Los Alamitos. Do you think Los there's like a Alamitos. little Davy Crockett there and a little David Boone that gave their lives to defend a pointless fort? Do you think that's possible? No. Um... <laughs> As well as this one's a fun one, Fox okay. Crater, offensive tackle, four star from Vancouver, Washington, which means we stole him from the Huskies. You gotta love it. Uh, anyways, these are these are like my my most ready to watch. Like I'm very intrigued. As well as Dylan Williams from Long Beach, California, a linebacker, another position that we we want to get better on. Uh, those are basically all the four stars, but. Even the three stars, hey, the way Lanning's recruiting, he's not star chasing, that's for sure. He's he's getting people that he, he you know, for this system, for what he Adam, wants to do on defense. Yeah. I'm What's calling it right now. Let's hear it. Trent Ferguson is going to light up the season. Okay. I like it. That's the cool. kid I'm putting $100 on. To uh, be the be get the duck MVP, bam, called it right there. Bing, bing, 
Boom. I was wondering, uh, I, I didn't think, I was like, is he Terrence Ferguson's brother? But I do not but. believe so. I do not believe so. That's all I got. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. This is some news that must be commented on in the 2025 class. Well, first I'll say uh, the 2024 class, as of now, because we've still got plenty of time, ranks number 12 nationally, which you got to be happy about. Quack 12. Oh, I thought that was bad. 12. No, number 12. I mean, out of 130, what, two or whatever we are teams, number 12 yeah. is goddamn good. And, like, we used to never get anything like that. Um, I'm just saying, if you're not breaking the top ten, what are you breaking? All right, we'll we'll get there. We got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. We are also ahead of any Pac-12 or future Pac team. Uh, USC is right behind us with 16 commits. We have 20 commits. Um, but yeah, I mean we're ahead of them. Nice to see. And then you got to go all the way down to actually Stanford is number 19. So who knows? <laughs> The, that's what a Stanford educational get you. Now, 2025, you got to talk about this because, I mean, talk about nepotism possibly, but sometimes nepotism is a good thing because we got <laughs> Achilles Smith Jr. That is right. Son of the goddamn famous Achilles Smith uh, who played in the late 1990s. Threw for 3,763 yards and 32 touchdowns as a duck in 1998. And um, also played in the NFL uh, or got drafted third, I believe, uh, in the 1999 draft by the Cincinnati Bengals. Did not do well in the NFL, but has since. I know he he works with a lot of up-and-coming football players. He's kind of like a QB guru and stuff like that Mm -hmm. on the high school level. Um, Dude. so pretty cool. And, um, he, he's a junior right now in two ways, high school, junior and junior. Um, but it's cool. It's cool to have a QB. That's a, that's a freaking legacy. And, uh, he had six, offers. six, two, yeah. ten. There you go. A six, six. That's what you like to see. Certainly. And two, ten will add some weight to that frame. You'd hope he's got plenty yep. of time. Um, or I imagine he's mobile. I mean, his, his dad certainly was. Oregon, Michigan, Florida, Washington, which seems rude, and Colorado all offered him. So, hey, I'm fucking stoked, man. I, I, I mean, I want the best QB to win the job, whoever that may be, but it would be pretty cool if it was the son of another legendary Duck quarterback. Just saying. What do you What do you think? Do you think there's too much like you you shouldn't go for these people because it's like you're going for him when if there's a guy even a little bit better you should have gone for him instead of this legacy thing or, or or do you like that we call back occasionally to to famous stuck players their kid their this I think you know? it's I think it's inevitable that the offspring will harness some level of talent merely because their lives are inundated with it yeah. from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also feel like the average coach isn't just going to take a kid because his dad was on the team. Like, I don't think that's a real thing. I mean, it is a real thing, of course, that 
kids get to go to certain schools, but I think Lanning isn't that type of coach. I remember Dabo Sweeney, I think, his kid played in a little bit more. Like, there was a little bit. I was just like, there's there's someone better than him, right? And, like, uh, Deion Sanders, his son, who is, like, a good quarterback in, like, Colorado will be happy to have him. Sure. But he's starting, and he, like, from the get-go, like, he gets hired. He's going to Colorado. He's He was already saying, like, my son's going to be the starting quarterback. Usually right. you would have, like, a competition. He's right. Like, so that's all. Well, yeah. So there's yeah. different levels of these things. Deion yeah. Sanders hasn't been one. And, um, you know, yeah. I mean, the average football quarterback – I don't. I don't even know where this is going, but I can't imagine. Well, there you go. You can't be like, oh, he's going to be just like his dad. But yeah. if he's getting a commit this early, then he's obviously slightly better than the average quarterback in his demographic. Yeah. Because well, otherwise, it, they wouldn't say shit until next year when they're actually trying to sign him. Yeah, and I I think it's just a lot of things with like football is such a specific thing, especially at this high level at college football, where Mm -hmm. it's you need people who have basically been trying to do this uh, or at least been very athletic in some sense for their entire lives and training in these very specific skills that usually don't translate to other sports even. And it helps that your dad's been a quarterback right. coach, that he has NFL connections, you know, like like sometimes it and, just works out. I mean, we'll find out the truth when it happens because uh you know, you can throw great against high school kids, but as soon as you have to go against a college team that is also pulling from the best players on a national level, mm. maybe you're going to suck. So you can't tell until he gets on the field, and we're two years away from it. So let's just go with he's good. Yeah. <laughs> let's just go with he's going let's to go be with the he's good until he shows that he's time. terrible. I love it. And even when he's yeah. terrible, we'll say he's at least a little bit good, like, Anthony, like we did with Anthony Brown. Um, my Look, man, Justin yeah. Herbert. <laughs> it was really good. Every week, though, it was, yeah. is he going to be really good or is he going to be really bad? Every week was yeah. that question. I think it was so, more like, can he save this poorly coached team or can he not? <laughs> I mean, you know, he was starting since he was a freshman, so there, there is that, too. But, yeah. but see, uh, yeah. we weren't saying, can he save a poorly coached team? season we were like oh mario cristobal knows what he's doing and oh that other guy whose name is pointless now because he's so over yeah uh well now we're doing that with cristobal get on the program yeah (laughs) we're saying he's bad we're saying dan lanning's gonna solve all our problems because that's what i mean dan lanning seemed to have solved all of our problems from everything i saw right well we well he had a knockout season it was great, but we lost to Washington. We lost to Oregon State. So. That doesn't matter. You can't blame him for that. Well, that's one take. Aaron and Lanning is a guru. <laughs> I believe for you and me, it is commercial time, my buddy. We'll be right back after these messages. messages. We'll, we'll be, be right, right back. 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 Hey, podcast listener, 
Hey, Come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here, yeah. punk. Nice headphones you got in here. Oh, yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account. And gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that yeah. what he's doing there, bud? <laughs> yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug glug guzzle guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you gotta do is go to Apple Podcast Quack 12. Give us internet. five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing, if you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are, those are people that didn't give us five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then, uh, you know, uh, oh, hey, hey, look at, look at this podcast listener on their long inner, inner uh, continental flight. Making things not so bad. Not wanting to hear that baby wah, by covering wah. it up. Wah, wah, so they say. Putting on them headphones. Trying to get the sky waitress's attention. To get over here. Give me more of that Quack 12 podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack 12 podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars, that's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey, let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! Quack quack! And we're back on quack. Quack quack! Splash! Splash! Uh, guzzle Aaron. guzzle! <laughs> what a commercial it is. People, the people love it. The people The people, love they it. love it. They love it. Um. Still no news. Still no news on uh, on this deal. Um, we're all gonna die, is what it feels like. But let's get into some. So, Aaron, Colorado, Colorado is no longer in the 
damn conference. And it makes me sad. It makes me less sad than when the USC-UCLA news came out. Purely because, well, first of all, that was like the beginning of the end times. It also just meant a lot more doom (laughs) for the conference Mm -hmm. because those are the L.A. schools. That's a staple for recruiting. That's a staple for the footprint in general. Just the look of the conference. It's like, yeah, West Coast. We're in that, you know, and now the Big Ten had that. Like, that was definitely more gut-wrenching. And we just have more history playing USC and UCLA. We've been playing them for, like, literally longer than 100 years. Right. I do believe. You can check me on that. But about, you know, 100 years or longer than 100 years for USC, I know. And so, yeah, it just, it does, it did mean a lot. Colorado, on the other hand, joined much later, obviously. Um, They were the reason why we were the Pac-12 as opposed to the Pac-10, them in Utah. And most of their best, me- no, all of their best memories, except for, like, beating us that one time and, like, I don't know, a few other good things that happened to them, not many good things. Um, most of the good things happened to them while they were in the Big 12. Like, that was their glory days. Right. And glory days! You get it. You get it. So if it did feel like... The one of the worst, lowliest members of the Pac-12. I love Colorado as a program, but like the shit they were putting out there. Basketball, they did well, you know, men's and yeah. women's, typically not not like winning it all, but they they've had some great seasons while in the Pac-12. Football, they've been pretty abysmal outside of like what the 2020 season or something like that. So. It did make I remember sense. when we first yeah. started, the Buffmen had some kind of threat level to them, mm-hmm. but it has yeah slowly dissipated every season. I feel like, yeah, and I and I mean it makes sense for them. Apparently, they were in talks at the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve kind of gave them a date of like by something like August first or something. We want to know your answer, and it made it easy for them when. The Big 12, because a lot of times when you join a conference, the conference will say, you're only going to get half the amount of money or this X amount of the money compared to our other programs who are already in the conference, who right. are already going, you know, <clears throat> for the first year or two or five or whatever, you're going to earn a little bit less. But then once you hit that year, then you'll get the full share. Like that happens a lot here. They were like, nope, big, like they wanted them in right away. So it's just like, Colorado, you come in, boom, you're a full member. You get full, full amount of money. And so you're comparing about $31 million. Because remember, Aaron, Big 12 had some big balls when they made their move to just deal with, I believe it's a deal with, uh, I, I forget if, whether it's Fox or ESPN. I, I want to say Fox, but I can't quite remember. Um, where they're like, hey, you know what? We like what we did with our last contract. Let's do a contract right now. You know, it's not going to be as much as the Big Ten or the SEC, obviously, or even the ACC. But we are down. Give us the money. And they said, okay. And it equated to about $31 million per school. Wow. And... Which is pretty good. 
not not gangbusters, you know, not not certainly not the top of the conference, but that's some power conference money there. Thirty one million again. And- or uh, the Pac twelve is estimate like the scuttlebutt around the the interweb foot is that we may be looking at twenty million per school. So, but what is that used more. for even? Eh, just in general, like you know, if you want a new stadium, uh, you you want we don't. New, I mean, we're not a poverty program. We got a whole bunch of money that doesn't have come from the conference. But I'll tell you this: things do just get easier if you had, you know, if we were in the Big Ten, uh, we'd get an extra like twenty million. And so, just having that thrown around money, it it certainly does help. Does that? I mean, does, does it go to like buying new workout equipment and plane tickets for all of the games and hotel rooms? Not and- only that, here's a big thing. Here's a big thing. Um, and this is something Oregon, luckily, knock on wood, has been able to do pretty well, except for the head coach thing. But like, if you like your head coach, you can offer him the amount of money that he's not just going to get hired away by somebody else because it's like, well, they're offering me four extra million dollars a year or something like that. Right. Like, you're going to be able to match the offers. Uh, not only that, just as important, some would say, you're, if you got a hotshot offensive coordinator or a hotshot defensive coordinator or even a hotshot QB assistant, you mm-hmm. can pay these people – like competitive because so that way like washington you gotta you gotta give them credit for this um alabama the alabama wanted to hire reportedly wanted to hire away their offensive coordinator who gave them so much success this last season ryan grubb and they he was like no and they gave him more money and you're able to do that but if this was say cal who's kind of strapped for cash um, or even a Colorado or something like that. If they get a new offensive coordinator, who's just like, Oh shit, you're amazing. You're a a mastermind. Someone's going to hire them away because someone's going to offer them so much more money where it's just like, I got to think about my family. This is extra $3 million and you can't match it. I gotta go. So that is stuff like that. But that example too, I love how <laughs> I love how they're making like a lot of money and then they're like I have to think about my family. I really need that extra 3 million dollars. Yeah. Like do you really need an extra 3 million dollars yeah. on your dual income two kid home? Well, tell you the <laughs> truth, dual income usually uh I would imagine a lot of these wives are it's just kind of a sh- like Tough life. Watch out. Uh-oh. Watch out. And husband. I'm sure there's a secretly gay OCDC head coach there. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of them, it's hard to keep a job because you're moving around so much. Like, it, it helped to uh. have like, a side hustle of like an Etsy or something, honestly. Not to be too gendered about it. Or this, you're but. just a contract lawyer and you can do that shit via email yeah. anywhere you live. Oh, I'm sure there's. And you're making a couple million dollars a year. Me personally, if I married like the 
Uh, well, I was going to say WNBA head coach, but unfortunately they probably don't make that much. Let's say if I, if I'm married to like a Kelly Graves type who's still living, you know, still a millionaire, me personally, like the amount of work I'm doing is like raising our kids and doing the quack 12 podcast. I'm not getting a regular job. You fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) And the quack 12 podcast is me talking shit. What if it was something you loved? I mean, yeah, the Quack 12 podcast is what I Look, know. this what is what happens. About, this is this is how it would happen, is that you become a part of the social engagement for the coach, right? So because of who you are... That is unfortunately true. You will end up playing shows for uh, other affiliate... Other people affiliated to the team for their mm-hmm. kids' birthday parties because they'll be like, you play guitar... And they'll be like, yeah. And they'll be like, play one of the songs. And then you go right into it. And they're like, oh, my God. You're amazing. Next thing you know, you're in a recording studio dropping your first album that's going to hit like a billion streams. Nice. Because you've got an entire Oregon, you know, the whole of the Oregon Duck team is now rallying behind your musical career. I don't know. It ends up having you having to divorce Dan Lanning. Oh. Because you become too big and you now are touring the world and you got a little addicted to the pills and the alcohol and he had to take custody of your children and you got hung up in a place in paris where you're writing like your sixth album (laughs) how do i die old and powerful (laughs) an old man kills you no, that old man stabs you on the subway no i don't know that uh, what is what a life i lived huh yeah, you did great. You got to give me that. You got to give me that, my man. Um, mm-hmm. So anyways, that's us talking about Colorado football. <laughs> I will yeah. miss him. I hope we play him in the future. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, they've been a doormat outside of one season, like, against us. But uh, that was a funny season. Anyways, so Colorado joined the Big 12. I do love that Dan Lanning uh, had a funny little last thing he said, like someone asked him in a press conference um, what what he thought about the Colorado news. And he said, I'm trying to remember what they won to affect this conference. And I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. <laughs> right. Very funny to me. Uh, I mean, I remember them beating us in 2016 when we were dressed up as the literal duck mascot. But other than that, he's pretty right. I mean, Colorado, they have been absolute uh, Buffalo shit in this conference. Ooh. Bison, actually. Sorry, Bison. I'm sorry. Um, Bison shit. Buffalo chips, if you know what I mean. Uh, Arizona, it seems to be surprisingly one of the teams that holds all this together because it really feels like if they leave, then we're at goddamn eight schools. And at that point, I think there's actual rules in the NCAA, if the NCAA has any power, I don't know, where you have to have more than eight to have a conference. Like, we wouldn't even be a conference anymore so that would mean we would be in desperate need to add at least two other schools should arizona or any other school leave 
those schools would likely be probably in this order, like San Diego State, maybe mm-hmm. SMU, um, maybe like Boise State, maybe Fresno State. These are all teams that have at least filed to try to get in, but none of them get my duck hard, if you know what I mean. Whoa. <laughs> was that too much? Yes. <laughs> it was too much. That was Make unexpected, sure but Make sure odd to edit because uh, it's odd though because that would uh, that shouldn't have shown up at so many years ago. How have we yeah. not been saying that for the last five years? Get my duck hard. Yeah. Well, that'll be a new segment on every single yeah. episode. We will go, Aaron. What's getting your duck hard this this week? And then you... and then I'll say something about how the very first pickle stand at the concessions will uh, was a massive success. And then uh, yeah, and then um, we'll be sponsored by Blue Chew or something like that. That's Viagra mm. pill. That's the new Viagra pill. Maybe it's Viagra. I don't know. I I don't need it. Never heard of it. I've never had sex. Um, there you so go. So Pac-12 commissioner will present the TV media deal. Hopefully today, right. everyone's looking at Arizona. Arizona, I would miss. Because at that point, we're literally just unraveling this whole conference like step by step. Because it was Colorado and Utah that joined late to make us the Pac-12. It was Arizona and Arizona State that joined us to make us the Pac-10. So it's just like I don't even know well, what we're doing here anymore. Was this this was the uh Arizona people saying that they were expecting numbers by such and such time, right? Or yeah. did the Pac-12 actually say we will? No, they said it after the rumor is. Again, all this is kind of rumor and stuff like that. Right. It well cuz like George Klyavkov even at Pac-12 Media Day, which he went, which is like a week ago or something, which he got into and was still being like, "Oh, trust. We already got the numbers. We just, we just don't want to say it right now. But oh, trust mm-hmm. me, this is this is gonna be real good." And the reporters there were like, "Oh, so the so it's done. The contract's done." And he was like, "Oh no, no, you're putting words in my mouth now. But but trust me, this is gonna." And just like. He's just fuck. He's just scrambling right. like crazy. Like you and I right. could not do a worse job. Um, and so Arizona's. I'm sure they just got offered by Big Twelve, and they are literally like, "Tell me the numbers now, or I walk." Like it's it's nuts. Um, yeah, it, it, it's truly just bonkers stuff here. <sighs> wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. Wild stuff. Now, one thing, again, the nice thing about being a rich-ass program is we are able to pay our coaches, which is right. why Lanning got a new deal, which will pay him a total Massive. of $45 million in base salary over six years. I mean, that's not Justin Herbert money, but still pretty damn impressive. I um, mean... Also a $20 million could dollar you buyout. Imagine could you imagine having a guaranteed amount of $45 million for the next six years of your life? Nope. And then after that, you go, you know, I really should do this for my family. And my go family. to that other school for $48 million. My like, family no. is starving. We went through $40 million in four years, and, and we just can barely make rent now in Eugene, Oregon. 
you know, with inflation, 45 million just ain't cutting it. I had to leave. Well, yeah. it's going to cost you $20 million extra to hire away Dan Lanning because his buyout is $20 yeah. million, dollars, which I love that. Your nanny fees are about to go out of the roof. Yeah, he's just like, we had to get it out of the nanny because yeah. my, my other wife is starting a recording business. She's going to leave me going to France. Uh, yeah. uh, could you explain this whole incentive of if Oregon wins 10 games, mm-hmm. then the contract gets an additional year? Yeah. Um, and those probably... 10 games have to be in one season, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, I, right. hope, I, I hope so. <laughs> so yeah, if he has basically, a 10 season, then it'll just keep adding. So then he can get up to three more years mm-hmm. making whatever he made every year to equivalent that mm-hmm. $45 million. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. It is. That seems I like a great smart, deal. Absolutely. Well, college sports is getting really ridiculous where the amount you pay a coach is just getting higher and higher and higher and to the point where you're like, what do what do we even like? What if he sucks? Like you, what if you had one good season, his first season, and then he just falls off a cliff, and then you're just tied to the dude? Like it, nah. it seems bad. Well, well, what? in the grand scheme of things, though, paying out forty five million, uh, you know, over six years versus just right now. <clears throat> They probably will still pay him out over the six years if they can deem if they broke the contract, mm. or it's just it in the big big world of it is a drop in the bucket of money. Oh, it's it's a drop. It's like big college football money, but it's a it's like Phil Knight wouldn't stop to pick up forty five million right. dollars. Right, and the they probably have ran the numbers to see like if they have six terrible years. What kind of financial blow would that be to the program, et cetera? That forty-five million is still a safe bet. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, we live in a terrible, terrible world, Aaron. Yeah. Um, Pac. Speaking of which, the Pac-12 so media day happened. They had no TV contract to talk about, so they took a poll of who of where they thought all the teams would land this season, and I don't like it. Number one, the returning Heisman winner, Caleb Williams, leads USC. They got, I believe, 25 first-place votes. Dang. Number two was Washington with four first-place votes. Then Utah um, with eight, I believe. And then Uh with a single homer vote for Oregon. Oregon comes in fourth, which is, you know, a little... mm, doesn't feel great when you have the most talented the most talent out of all of them but you're still picked fourth because they're they're afraid of your defense mainly but also well it's because these teams are legit good like despite the fact that pac 12 the conference is completely falling apart the funny thing is we're like the strongest we've been in like a decade it feels like but look at this Look at the waiting here, right? You've got USC, everybody's favorite good guy. You've got Washington, everybody's favorite dark horse good guy. You've got Utah, which is just like, 
this thorn that exists in Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody knows that Oregon is the bad guys. So, of course, we're in fourth. And, of course, they put Utah right ahead of us because of those two stupid Utah games. And they're doing it to poke at us because we're the bad guys. And they know that if they poke us, then we'll have a bad guy season where we do really good. Blah, blah, blah. It's all storytelling. I hope that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I know about the Pac-12 conference, everything is really well orchestrated. So that sounds right. That sounds like a good <laughs> conspiracy. Uh, number yeah, 12. Yeah, yeah. This is this is telling. Number Well, number 11 is Colorado. So again, right. like, what did we really lose here? But number 12 is Stanford. And that just goes to show you how how far Stanford has fallen. That they're below Colorado. Even yeah. I'm sure there's some Deion Sanders like hype. Like people are just excited to see him coaching. So they, but I mean they're also 11 for a reason. So um and in Oregon State number five because again Oregon State has been really surprising a lot of people. Um yeah so that sucks but it's good good. Poster material, you know, poster board material, bulletin board material. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to look up one more time, just a quick Google search, Aaron, uh, see if we have any breaking news on I bet this Pac-12 we don't. Media Day. Probably not. Um, ironically, I, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. An ad for Blue Chew, but other than that, nope, nope, yeah. Absolutely not, Aaron. Pac-12 media deals. This is thrilling, I know, everybody. No, still, all the articles are still just being like, so this conference is fucked, am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That being said, we got a little, I mean, for me, it, it this is both sad note to end on, but it's also, unfortunately, like our last little bit of hope, I would say. Now, I would be bummed if we joined the Big 12 because the Big 12 is just like, especially with if, if Texas and Oklahoma were in there, I would be like, hey, this is going to be pretty playing Texas almost every year. That's kind of fun playing, you know, TCU. I fucking hate TCU, but going against TCU going against Texas Tech more regularly, you know, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. Like, these could be some fun. But without Texas and without Oklahoma, suddenly, if Oregon joined, we would be the biggest name. And it kind of feels like you're just going to, like, when you go to a party and you're like, I'm the coolest person here? Ugh. This party sucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like, you don't want to be the top dog. And and I don't want to play BYU all that often, or um, uh, I know that probably got bunch, we're probably get a bunch of hate mail for me saying that BYU UCF would be fun, but again, like they they were just a little plucky underdog just like three years ago uh, before they won the Natty, as we all know. So Big Twelve would not be as fun. I mean, thirty one million dollars is fun, but it still feels like you're joining like maybe a dying conference. Um, there was even rumors of, of the ACC wanting uh, Oregon and Washington. To, there's rumors of everything. But really, as for Oregon's <laughs> concern, the Big Ten is where we want to land. Because we're still getting to play big-name programs. I mean, the biggest-name sure. programs. 
We're playing Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Iowa. Like, I I don't know. This feels a little, I mean, then Rhode Island, Maryland, and Illinois and Indiana. That doesn't make much sense. But we'd have, like, the big names at least to go against, you know. And those are some of those teams we have played for. We do have, like, a 100-year history with some of those teams, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it just be we joined like we got on the really big nice lifeboat while the Titanic, which is college football, you know, is starting to sink. Like we'd be in a good spot, is what it would feel like. And so I want, I would like to join the Big Ten. I I mean, I you know, I still want the Pac-12 to to survive, but it just seems so unlikely. And at a certain point, it seems like it's actually becoming a toxic relationship where we shouldn't stay in, even right. though I love it and even though it's killing uh, West Coast I, football. And Big Ten has USC and UCLA, so they need some more West Coast teams to play against them because otherwise it just doesn't make sense. So the Big Ten's where we want to join. Big Ten's what we want to happen. And I'll just show you this because this is this is our last bit of... of um, hope here and it comes from a surprising source it comes well i from... have an idea well, well never mind go it, ahead and let's... show me i'm very curious i'll show you this and then we'll, we'll get in your idea and then we'll wrap this bad boy up sure but... i'm just gonna say merger Mer- let's hear it oh like pac-12 big 10 merger. maybe we should merge with the team maybe we make mm-hmm. some kind of like super oh. mega team well i d- i don't like it because it'd be oregon and washington and i don't want that I don't want to merge with those. Or what about freaks. like if we go to the Big Ten, like the Buckeyes or some shit? Oh, we're just Ohio State too. I wouldn't mind we're, that roster. It's one and the same. O and O, O O, O O. Who or are you if, gonna play? Maybe Oregon State and Oregon merge together. Yeah, finally. And we're the platypus. Ooh. Finally, we're the Oregon platypi. Yes, the platypi. It's not bad. I mean, they're not bringing much to the table, but we can use their stadium for like a practice field or something. I don't know. Aaron, this is the last little gleaming hope that we have before the cave completely uh, collapses on us. Brutus the Buckeye. Uh Uh-huh. The mascot for Ohio State. He goes to Instagram. He or she, I guess I don't know their gender. They, they go to Instagram, and they post this shit. Now, what it says there, it's a little hard to see, but it's a picture of the duck and Brutus, arms around each other. Mm -hmm. Merged, if you will. Merged, if you will. That is a very good point, Aaron. Looking, they're they're like, they're actually on Rich Brooks Field. They are looking, this is a, a recent photo, at the Autzen big board. So mm-hmm. they, they, are, they are at Autzen, you know, arms around each other on their shoulders. Uh, Duck's kind of pointing out into the distance, kind of just like, ah, yes. And then attached to this, the Brutus Buckeye, this is the official count, says, big... Things coming. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. is all capitalized. 
B I G, possibly mm-hmm. as in the Big Ten. Big things coming. For me, there's no other way to interpret that than we're joining the Big Ten. Now, that's nice to no. hear. No. Okay, well, let's hear it. I don't know how anyone could think that because it says big things coming. We, If something is coming towards you, you're not moving. It is. A big thing, the Buckeye, is coming to the Pac-12. <laughs> That's a, oh, you think we got Ohio State in? We're getting Ohio State. <laughs> Because or we're merging saying... into one super group. I mean, also, did you notice what's on the back of uh, the Buckeyes shirt by any chance? I didn't. What, what was it? I already closed my shit. I don't really want to open it again. What was it? Tell me. Two I want to know who... O's. O and O. Ohio, Oregon. One. Unified. Oh. Merger. Oh. I think Ohio I nailed State. it out of the gate. I'm pretty sure I've, I've figured State it all Michigan out. Ohio State Michigan join the Pac-12. I like that. The only thing I'd like more, and I thought of this, and at first it seemed like kind of a stupid, silly idea, but now mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just as stupid as all the other stuff that's actually happening. Fact. Now, you, we no longer call it the Pac-12. Sure. You ready? We call it the All Coast Conference. We merge with the ACC, ACC. and so it's the Pac-12. The the divisions are the Pac-12 division, which is the West Coast division. We all play each other there, you know, and then the ACC division. And we, boom, now it's literally left coast and right coast. We got really solid teams because we still got, we got Clemson, we got Florida State, Oregon, Washington. Those are big money programs. Those are ones that are actually holding it together. Does this mean we have to play against Florida teams? Only Florida State. I don't know. I I hate them. But also, my memory of playing Florida State no is deal. my happiest. Oh, damn it. Come on, Aaron. Come on. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should just go independent, old school style. Just be like, you want to play us? Come, play, come to us. And, you know? I think Ohio State's coming to us, and we're okay. going to call it the Elite 11. Elite 11. I like it. We were the bottom 11, now we're the elite 11. Oh, oh little Yeah, Aaron. we'll have to come up with a new thing for the bottom 10. Well, we're really good at thinking of funny stuff, so I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. Aaron? Yes, sir. Believe it or not, that's our show. Well, that's good, because it's time to go to bed. Apparently, it's time for bedtime. Well, it's time for the Pac-12 to go to bed. Listeners, it's been a blast. Thanks for joining us on YouTube if you've been watching this or if you're just listening to our sultry voices. Thank you for that. Um, And while you're there, why don't you leave us five stars on your listening device? Leave a little comment or you can even go to Apple Podcasts. 
If you leave us five stars there, that really helps us get to 69 mainly, but also helps us be discovered by new listeners. And if you're really, really, really wanting to help the Quackle podcast out while also getting awesome Oregon Duck related content that you will not find anywhere else, go over to quack12podcast.com, go to quack12 Patreon for five bucks a month. You can get all that and more. Aaron, in this most tumultuous time, in in what could be the end days for our favorite conference in the world, what do you have to say? What what are you taking us out on? Merger. Merger. (laughs) Merger. 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 It's a complete shakeup. Every player is released onto the field at once. The player with the most points at the end of the game wins. And it's called Football Merger. Well, there you have it. None of it made sense, but both of us are standing behind that statement. It'll well, it'll be called Murder or Merger. You have all the players go out, and it's like a old-school Roman gladiator Coliseum. battle. Last man standing. But also has points. The three <laughs> things we support on this podcast. Merging. Folgers Coffee. And AI. We'll see you all next week, folks. Bye. Quack, quack. Quack. <laughs>